Welcome to the November 28th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. This is your host Space Marine, live from space somewhere in Florida on the middle of a cold winter day. This is recorded in the middle of the afternoon on the 28th and jumping right into the market analysis like usual. Bitcoin is going up. Yes, it is. It was around $3,500 yesterday. On the 20, well, on the 27th, it started rising. So on the 26th, it was around $3,500. At least at the end of the 26th. So it was declining. It went up and down on the 26th. On the 27th, it crawled from $3,500 to right at the end of the day. Like right around midnight, Bitcoin jumped to 4000 And this was already pretty positive news considering our nuclear bear market that we have. But then it kind of steadied out for like the early morning hours before the sun rose in the United States, right when the sun was rising, Bitcoin was steady around 4,000. Then boom, another green candle going up to 4,100. And now it's been crawling upwards to 4,300. It's actually rallying pretty nicely right now as I do the show. That's what prompted me to do a show now. I figured, hey, there's so many shows I did recently. It's like, oh, nuclear bear market. The ICO space is collapsing. There's no futures on backed. Oh, yeah, the Bitcoin cash fork has screwed everything up. So I'm sick of these shows that are... I've had enough of them. I, I don't mind doing them once in a while where the market's crashing. That's kind of fun too. But yeah, it's time for a good show where it's going up. So Bitcoin recently spiked to 43.55 maybe like 12 minutes ago. And it's going upwards. And on Bitfinex, it's $4,400. And actually, the difference between Bitstamp and Bitfinex is like $80 right now. That's like 2%. That's due to... Fiat being kind of hard to use on Bitfinex. I'm not going to keep talking about that nonstop in every show. Tether seems to be going up. Oh, Tether has reached parity. Maybe that's what did it today. So I just noticed that Tether announced like the day before that they were going to restart Fiat of redemption. So basically people could take their USDT, which is the most popular stablecoin, and directly redeem USD through Tether itself. And so they opened the verification process maybe like two days ago, and now maybe it's already working. So Tether is back at parity with a dollar, and the market cap of Tether is up to $1.86 billion. It's crawling up again. Previously, the Tether market was $2.8 billion before the catastrophe struck in early October, maybe late September, where they lost kind of their bank account for a while. But they got a new bank account in the Bahamas, nice offshore account there, in Deltec. And they have a strong relationship now because I bet they're the biggest customer there, so... Yeah, Deltek's defending Tether with all their might, and now Tether is back to parity. It has been restored. This is the first time I've seen it actually at parity. $1.00 in so long. So that's actually pretty exciting that the number one stablecoin's back to being a stablecoin. And I was actually speculating that because Tether instituted some fees. They had some fees for withdrawing the money into USD through Tether. It was like up to 3% if it's $10 million or more. I was theorizing that maybe Tether would stabilize below a dollar. That could still happen, but I was figuring either way it's going to be stable. But maybe investors are like, okay, it's redeemable and that's good enough for us and it's going to be a dollar, even if people lose a few cents per dollar when they actually withdraw it. Because most people don't withdraw Tether. They just trade it to another person for Bitcoin. So if there's any place, like theoretically, you could get the Tether for like 0.4% fee if you withdrew like 100,000 to a million. So there's ways of withdrawing the Tether through Tether into USD that aren't 3%, like only like 0.4%. And most people don't withdraw Tether. Usually you just trade Tether to another person for Bitcoin. Like there's no reason to withdraw the Tether if like you're trying to trade cryptocurrency. So 
usually tether supply just keeps growing and growing and not many people redeem it but it's redeemable and that's the backbone it needs to be a stable coin so maybe that's why the market's rising so much today because tether going down ultimately probably had a major effect on this nuclear bear market happening in the first place the total cryptocurrency market cap is now 142 billion dollars it reached a low of 115 billion dollars only like a few days ago i think on the 25th it actually went down to 115 billion dollars and now it's 142 billion dollars that's up a lot so and i think in the past day alone it's up like 10 15 billion dollars just in the past day so the entire crypto space is experiencing a nice market cap increase bitcoin's up to a 75.5 billion dollar market cap that's pretty exciting so it, it went all the way down to 60 billion and so bitcoin itself is like most of the market cap rise actually and bitcoin's up over 15 percent today this is a real rally day for bitcoin a lot of those weak hands i don't want to call them weak hands but a lot of the people that sold and panicked they're probably not feeling so good right now in fact one of my close friends, I won't mention their name, sold their Bitcoin at like thirty-six fifty or something like that. Maybe it was around this level. I'm not exactly sure when they sold it, but yeah, it seems like people that sold below four thousand that just wasn't the best decision. But it's just like the bear market of 2014. No one knows when it's going to stop going down, and no one knows when it's going to go up. So I can't blame anyone or call anyone a weak hand because at the time when someone sells, it really seems like, hey, I have to sell. This is going down too much. And no one knew it was going to pop back over 4,000 like it did just now. And like back to the reference of 2014, it was like at like $400, $300, and then boom, it went down to like $150. I remember that. So everyone was like saying, oh, you know, it can't go much lower. And then it went way lower. And then at that point, everyone's like, okay, I'm selling. So you should be able to sell when it's at its lowest point, it seems like. At least like the normal little investors that are just trying to have a Bitcoin or like a fraction of a Bitcoin, they sell when it's at its lowest, unfortunately. And then the big strong hands step in and buy up a bunch at the lowest point, and then it just starts rallying. And then people that sold lower buy back in. I mean, it's not that big of a deal if you sold at 3500 to buy back in now. Really not that big of a deal. You lost some profits, but you could get your Bitcoins back pretty much. So Ripple is up 14% at $0.40. Cents. $16 billion market cap. Ethereum doing really good today. It's up to $125, $13 billion market cap. And Arthur Hayes, the CEO of BitMEX, was not correct that Ethereum would go below 100 the other day. Like, he said it did go below 100. It didn't really go below 100. It went below 100 on one of the exchanges for, like, a minute. And he, he posted about it on Twitter. It doesn't seem like Ethereum's going to go below 100 anytime soon, at least for the next week or so, because it's really it's 25% above $100 right now. So that's a pretty decent margin of safety. Bitcoin Cash ABC is now approaching $200. It's up 12%. $3.4 billion market cap. Stellar is up 18%. So Stellar was taking a hard hit, worse than a lot of the other coins uh, during the nuclear bear market. And it seems like it's rebounding faster too. Maybe it was oversold probably. $3.2 billion market cap. And now Stellar's at $3.2 billion market cap and EOS is at $3 billion. So Stellar has lapped EOS. This has happened multiple times in this past few months. But it's like pretty solidly ahead of EOS at this moment. But that could change. EOS is up 13%. And, yeah, so it's doing just kind of like in the mainstream, decent. So EOS has been going down all year, but now it's up to a $3 billion market cap. Litecoin is up 18%. Litecoin was another coin that was hit harder than the other coins during the nuclear bear market. And it's up to $2.1 billion market cap. It used to be like 10 times more than that, actually, earlier this year. So think about that. There's a long way to go until we even re reach the all-time record highs that were set earlier this year. And I do personally believe 
that all the cryptocurrencies, well, not all of them, never mind, but Bitcoin will go back to 20,000. I have to look at each and every one on an individual case. I think Litecoin will go back to where it was too. So Litecoin and Bitcoin will go back, I believe, to where they were at their peaks. Eventually. It might take time. This might not be the end of the bear market. I'm, I'm not saying because it's going up now, it's going to go all the way up to that. No, the bear market might hit worse than ever uh, in the coming months at some point. It just takes like some bad news and some fear. And then we'll go down to like 3,000 or something. This is all speculation, but it's kind of from my instincts. I've been trading Bitcoin... Well, not actively trading it that much, but I did trade a lot of it back in like 2014, 2015, 2016. Not really 2016, but like two years, 2014, 2015. And it's all the same. It's just different orders of magnitude for the prices right now. Bitcoin SV is at $96. So Bitcoin SV is not that much of a winner today. It's up 1%. Meanwhile, Bitcoin Cash ABC is up 12%. So SV is not keeping up. It's a number nine at $1.7 billion market cap. Cardano now has a market cap over a billion dollars again. It went up 22% today. One of the biggest winners today, but not the biggest. We're going to get to that. So Cardano's up 22% today. And yeah, $1.1 billion market cap. Monero is over a billion again too. It's around $1.1 billion. Cardano and Monero are kind of like neck and neck, but they're not really competing. Like They're totally different. Monero's the number one privacy coin. Cardano's like an ICO that's like an Ethereum sort of platform that they say is better than Ethereum. But Monero is up to 18%. So before there was like eight cryptocurrencies that were over a billion dollars. And now I'm seeing 12 cryptocurrencies over a billion. So the ones that went over a billion again, well, Bitcoin SV was added. So Bitcoin SV is now one of the top over a billion dollar cryptocurrencies. And that's just kind of like inherently because it has like the there's a lot of community backing for SV from their community, and they had the 21 million supply, kind of like Bitcoin, so that equaled out to over a billion. Cardano and Monero fell below a billion, but now they're back above. Tron wasn't over a billion anytime recent, as far as I know, but Tron went up 32.5% today. Major Tron rally, and Tron's kind of like a platform where you share media, kind of like Netflix or something like that, and Tron's over a billion dollars right now, just slightly. It's only $13 million over a billion dollars. Patron went up 33% today. They are the biggest winner today, according to Space Marine. Let's see if there's anything else in this market that should be talked about. Dash is up 17%. Dash is over $100 again. So then the last show I was saying, maybe it's making a move towards $100. Now it's over $100, $102.50. Dash has potential to go back over a billion. Whenever the market keeps rallying, like it's rallied pretty hard today. Keep that in mind. I'm, I'm doing this at the top of a nice rally. It could go back down like the whole market from here because it's gone up a lot even if it goes down a bit it's still up a lot compared to where it was iota the number one dag directed to cyclic graph coins up 17 percent and this is just kind of like across the board i am not seeing much below 10 percent increases so most of them are 10 percent or more of an increase ethereum classic up 15 percent it's back over five dollars dogecoin i love dogecoin it's up 11 percent 268 million dollar market cap crawling upwards in those ranks Zero X is up 24%. So Zero X and basic attention token are on Coinbase. So I guess since this rally started and they have more accessibility to US customers on Coinbase, Zero X and basic attention token, those are two ERC20 tokens, but they're part of very popular platforms, Zero X and also Brave. So Brave is, uh, that's like basic attention tokens, Brave's token. And Zero X is like a decentralized exchange protocol sort of thing and they're on coinbase though so when the market rallies perhaps this is like what it will do it will go up more than the other coins xerox up 24 percent bat up 27 percent so coinbase customers are having a good time today if they made the right choices 
And I just want to mention some other stable coins. True USD is up to $195 million market cap. U, um, USD coin is up to $175 million market cap. So those are two uh, increasingly popular stable coins. But we talked about Tether, how it's back to parity. That will that could massively slow the growth of true USD and USD coin. Like they were growing really quickly before and they got up to about 10% of the level that Tether's at. But they might have a hard time. Like they're really, I don't know how they're going to compete with Tether if Tether just like regained parity. And if it stays there, that remains to be seen if Tether stays at parity. But if it does, Tether could very well just add another billion dollars to its stablecoin market cap and go back to where it was and then some. So that's the market analysis today. I have a couple stories for you, hot off the press, from me. So Steemit has laid off more than 70% of their employees due to the bear market. And so basically, Steemit depended on selling Steam, which is their native cryptocurrency, at regular intervals in order to you know fund their operations. And since the market went down so much, so Steam was at $8 before. And it went all the way down to $0.30. Cents. Now, thanks to this bit of a rally, it's up to $0.38. Cents. But still, it was at $8 before, only briefly. It was above a dollar for a while, though. Now it's at like $0.38. Cents. So they have way less operational cash than usual. And there's more to this. I'm going to go into that. But So they cut off 70% of the workforce. He said a little more than 70%. They fired most of their employees. I wouldn't call it fired. I called it laying off because the employees weren't fired for me bad. They were laid off because there was no money to pay them. That's It's a bit of a different situation. And also, Steemit is cutting their infrastructure costs. They're going to be replacing their SteamD plugins with HiveMind, reducing the chain stage size from 160 gigabytes to zero gigabytes, and uh, reducing staging and testing nodes and eliminating redundancies, closely monitoring their Amazon Web Service usage. And they'll be restructuring all their operations in general to save every bit of cash they can because I bet they didn't, they probably didn't fire more people than they had to. So. To keep it going, they got to get really efficient with their money usage or they're going to have to fire even more people. And at this point, they're probably down to the most critical people in the company. I'm Not to say that not everyone was critical, but like if they start firing some people, like, it's going to be very hard to operate. So they got to be really efficient with money. And this is just after. They did the Steam Velocity hard fork only two months ago. And this touted major improvements to the coding usability of Steam. It, and I'm using Steam it. Before the fork, after the fork, and there was no change in usability. There was no real improvements. And this is a real personal experience that I had, because I run the Bitcoin News Steemit. And all that happened was they started charging... Basically, you have to buy Steam Power to post as much as you want. If you don't buy Steam Power, you can post maybe like a couple of times per day. And But if you want to post as much as you want to post, you probably have to put like $50 or $100 of Steam Power into steam so well that was at the time i think i did it when it was around a dollar so it might be a lot cheaper now it might be a lot cheaper like i guess 50 times 30 cents so we're talking like you need like 20 or 40 dollars but anyways most people on the internet don't want to just pay money to post on a forum so a lot of the users i believe and i have evidence to back this up like fled steam it so by the way steam it crashed um multiple times during their fork first they crashed a week before the fork for no apparent reason they were testing the fork and before it was supposed to be released and they messed it up, something like that. And then when the fork happened, almost everyone was banned from posting somehow because they messed up the algorithm. And then they changed the algorithm and then everyone found out slowly that they had to buy Steam Power to be able to post anymore. I wasn't able to post for like a couple of weeks on Steam. So they lost a lot of customers just from being down for so long. And then 
I'm not going to say it's two weeks. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was definitely a period of time where people couldn't post. Even after the site came up, people had negative uh, balances for like their post mana, so they couldn't post for a while. But then there's a lot of users that just don't want to pay to post. They don't even want to pay 20 bucks to post, and that's understandable. There's plenty of free places to post, like Reddit. So a lot of users left the site. So the Steam Alexa ranking declined from 2200 to 3646. And this is kind of like the delicate nature of charging money for a social media forum. It really shouldn't be done. I don't believe in subscription models for news sites or social media. Because you could basically Steam it did this to try to avert firing their employees, getting rid of 70% of the employees. That's probably why they did the Velocity hard fork. And then ultimately it accelerated their loss of money because they lost a whole bunch of users. And when you lose a whole bunch of users and you're running a cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency goes down in value faster. So that's kind of what happened. So that Velocity hard fork was not really good for Steemit, but they're not really talking about that. Now for our next story. So yeah, I said I wanted to do a show that was not about the bear market, but... I guess the two stories I wrote, actually I wrote these today, and they're going to be on Bitcoin News within the next day. Yeah, they're about the bear market, because like, the news comes in a little slower than the market price, if you know what I mean. So, it's kind of like a lag effect. It's kind of like how the ocean is coldest after the peak of winter, because there's like a heat capacity lag effect. That's how the news works, too, in the crypto world. Like, you'll get the worst news after the market's already rallying, because that was like, it's the news that happened during the lowest part of the bottom comes out like a little after that so galaxy digital has stock glxy galaxy i guess on the toronto stock exchange and it dropped 18.6 percent yesterday in less than two hours and the toronto stock exchange temporarily suspended the trading of uh, galaxy so the iiroc oversees all canadian stock markets pretty much and they have the power to halt any stock if it looks like the trading is disorderly and risky and apparently an 18.6% drop in two hours is too risky for them. And this is funny because in the crypto world, you see drops and rises like that like all the time. But in the stock market, if you see a drop like that, it's like halting trading levels. And overall, the stock has declined from $3.03 to $0.90 cents since it launched. It launched in like August 1st, 2018. So it launched at the beginning of August. And now, so it's August, September, October, November. Four months, it declined 70%. So they have not been doing good, and that's because of the overall crypto bear market where Bitcoin's gone down from 20000 to like 4000 And then the altcoins went down even more than that. The altcoin market cap went down from $273 billion to $115 billion at its lowest. Now it's back up to $142 billion, like we talked about. So, but yeah, so hedge funds, they don't just invest in Bitcoin. Bitcoin wasn't going down as bad as the other altcoins. So the altcoins went down more than Bitcoin as is usual. And so in a bear market, it's kind of like a really losing game to have a hedge fund and be trying to diversify. Because one of the only things you can do besides invest in startups, and they did that too, we'll get to that, is invest in alternative cryptocurrencies. So they invested in alternative cryptocurrencies and startups, and startups didn't do good. Altcoins did worse than Bitcoin. Bitcoin was doing bad too. So there was like no way they could win besides just like saying, hey, customers... Or, hey, clients, we're just going to pull all your money out of the market and wait for it to start going up. I don't think they would like then the clients would be like, just give me my money back. So that's kind of how it works. So Galaxy Digital actually focused on uh, investing in startups because that's kind of like startups, theoretically, if they have enough funding, they could survive any bear market. And then they'll be in a prime position to like be dominating once the rally happens because they'll already have been existing, functioning in the bear market. And then they're in the rally. And I'm not saying that's not going to happen. It's just right now, the whatever... 
the startups were worth the investment, it's a lot less now. And that hurts all the clients of any crypto hedge fund. So Galaxy Digital invested $325 million into the EOS ecosystem for startups. And I don't think that's going very well, but I have no data to show that. But it's just based on EOS going down like every month since it launched. A lot. It's down a lot. It was the biggest ICO in history, and it's only been losing like billions of dollars off its market cap since it launched. And then they invested uh, probably hundreds of millions of dollars into other startups around the crypto world. And this might be a good strategy. I'm not saying Galaxy Digital failed. I'm not saying that at all. It's just it's going to take time to see any returns. So their stock is just going down massively because when people buy stocks, they really want to get profits. And if obviously the books, if their asset books are showing on Galaxy Digital that they're losing money in every startup and every cryptocurrency and on the Bitcoin, if they're losing money, their stock will go down and then people sell the stock because they know it's not going to go up until the market fixes itself in the crypto world. So I'm not saying Galaxy Digital failed. Maybe their strategy of investing in startups will really mine some gold for them in the future. And I think it will, actually. But they got to hold tight during this bear market. They still have a $57 million market cap, but since they're a technology company, that's dangerously close to the $50 million minimum listing requirement for a stock on Toronto Stock Exchange. And that's $50 million Canadian dollars, actually. So they have USD $57 million. I think Canadian dollars are worth a lot less now than the USD. It used to be a parody when I was a kid, but I think it's like $0.80 cents now or something like that. I would have to look that up, and I'm sorry for not looking that up before. But anyways, if there was another big crash in the crypto market and the Galaxy Digital stock went along with it, they might get delisted. But here's the thing. If the crypto market turns around and they start making profits, the minimum listing requirement disappears automatically. So there's a good chance Galaxy Digital stock will survive and also all the startups they invested in. I bet a lot of them will be the ones that survive because they have a huge hedge fund backing them. So a lot of the startups that are under their own power with no investors might be failing now. Besides like the really good ones from like, these really smart people that... You know, if you just need food and rent and you can make an amazing piece of technology, you're not going to disappear. But a lot of these startups that were like needed lots of cash and they didn't really have heavy investment from like anyone, they probably failed. So, but the ones backed by Galaxy Digital, I don't think they'll fail. They invested like hundreds of millions of dollars into the, their startups. So it might be a good strategy long term, just to reiterate. That's all we have for you on this November 28th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency analysis. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. Going back to space.